You are listening to Grace and Mercy Podcast. This is a podcast for people who want to know the grace of God and how it changes the way we interact with the world. I'm your host, author Darlene Bojek, and in this episode, we are going to find out what the book of Ephesians has to say about grace. Some very exciting news about that. First of all, a little bit about myself. I'm sorry it's been so long since I uh, posted. I've been working on uh, my fiction novel, uh, finalizing a revision for that. Uh, my novel's um, a dystopian novel, which I was uh, thinking this morning, you know, it's sort of a fiction version of this podcast. So how could a dystopian story be fiction version of Grace and Mercy podcast? Well, if you're interested in that, uh, take a look at my website, darleneandbojek.com, and you can find out some more about that story. So I've been working on that, and uh, just um, <clears throat> now I am sitting in my brother's car in my fancy podcasting studio here in Washougal, Washington, um, helping my mom with some uh, some moving that she's going to be doing, and my son is going to be getting uh, is going to be graduating in a few weeks, and so I came to America for his graduation. Came to swing by, see my mom here, and I said, "Well, since I've been waking up at the crack of dawn, I should record um, when in the quiet of the day." But my recording device is telling me that the bird sound is showing. You can hear the birds. They're so early. Early birds. Yesterday, I woke up at 1 in the morning, fit as a fiddle, ready to go. My jet lag um, pushed me to stay awake and be so very uh, efficient in my, in my work. And I kept going until 10. I thought, if I go to bed at 10, at least I'll wake up later. So I woke up at 3 this morning. <laughs> so I'm dealing with jet lag. And I said, let's make the most of it. I have a very exciting uh, episode. I took a look at some of the verses that we're going to be reviewing today. Um, as you probably are aware, this is an exploration podcast. So I, I don't do a lot of study beforehand. I prepare the verses, um, and we explore together to discover what is uh, Ephesians, in the case of today, what is Ephesians going to tell us about grace? So, first of all, a hat tip to uh, one of our listeners, who is my brother David, who um, loaned me his, his podcasting studio on wheels, which is his nice, um, nice big truck. So, Today we're studying Ephesians. The exciting news I have is the very first word we're going to review today is karito. Karito. And karito is the verse that we saw, the very first episode, uh, instance of the word grace showing up in the Bible, Luke 1.28. And um, that's when, when the angel comes to... Uh, to Mary and says, Greetings, favored one, the Lord is with you. We know that 
um, Hail Mary? Well, the exciting news is that Ephesians ha is the only other time that that word is used, and it's used about you. I know, isn't that exciting? Okay, Ephesians 1, 6 says, He predestined us for adoption as his sons through Jesus Christ, according to the good measure of his will, to the praise of his glorious grace, which he has freely given us in the beloved one. Now, the word karatu is not the one where it says to the praise of his glorious grace, but the one where it says where he has freely given us in the beloved one. When, when the angel came and said, Hail, favored one, hail Mary, he was saying the same thing that he has given us. The, the phrase he has freely given us is saying to us, you are favored. You are the favored one. You are the, the grace that he's gracing to us. So <clears throat> we have a, a lineup of grace uh, conge, conge, uh, cognates. Sorry. And the first one I s said was this because it's so exciting that we are included. We are, he's freely making us objects of grace. Karatu, again, um, it means uh, highly favored because of being receptive to God's grace. So if you're listening to this podcast, I'm sure you are anxious to be a receptacle of God's grace. And um, we're going to review some of our terms because it's been a while since we've talked about um, charis and kairo and charisma. So we're going to talk about those. Um, but karito is God extending himself to freely bestow grace. And we see in that verse in Ephesians 1 that to the praise of his glorious grace which he which he has freely given us in the beloved one so he's got his grace and he's handing it out freely happily eagerly handing it out and what are we going to do with it he hands it to us and in the charisma machine we remember that we are to pass that out and back up to God Okay, let's take a look at those verses. Charis uh, is the main noun form of grace that's in the New Testament. Um, grace as a gift or blessing brought to man by Jesus Christ. Favor, gratitude, thanks, a favor, kindness. In the Old Testament, we see it being used as um, another form of please. Uh, the Old Testament doesn't exactly have this huge term. In a sense, the grace that we meet in the New Testament that we saw when Hail Mary, the Lord is with you, that um, that verse, uh, that word, charis, that concept of grace that we're studying in this, um, in this Bible study, is developed and explained. It's in a sense, it is the mystery of Christ, which is God's grace coming to earth. And so the, the charis in the New Testament is the special 
um, the special word. The Old Testament has several different words that convey the same idea. Um, but the word that they use for please is the one that's generally, which is the one that's generally translated as grace. Um, from which we get Hannah and uh, my two kids. Two of my kids are named um, Han is named after that, Grace, and An Anya is named after that too, because both of them come from the root Hen, or Grace, and they are God's grace to me. So the word Grace, Caris, in the noun form, favor, disposed to, inclined, leaning towards. So this word is in the How many times did I see? Oh, I forgot to write the whole total noun times. I think it's right here. Um, yes, 157 times we see it in the New Testament. And we, uh, if you look at how long the episodes are, you could find out where the majority of those um, those were. Because our, our Romans episode, our Acts episode, those both have... Um, Acts has 17 times, Romans has 26 times, and in Romans we meet this the depth and width and height of, of God's grace, don't, didn't we? And take a look at those episodes again if you want to remember. Um, I'm going to go through and tell you um, the top uh, the top winner of having the most word, uses of this word's grace is Romans, which which has 26, then 1 Corinthians, which has 18, then Acts, which has 17, and that was the interesting one because Acts is a, um, is a history, and, and it's uh, the times when the apostles are preaching grace to people, and grace is the message. It is our message, isn't it? 17, and after that is Ephesians. So it's the fourth top uh, used. Uh, Ephesians uses the word grace 12 times. So I'm going to read through Luke, uh, Matthew 0, Mark 0, Luke 8, John 4, Acts 17 times, Romans 26, 1 Corinthians 10, 2 Corinthians 18, Galatians 7, Ephesians 12, Philippians 3, Colossians 5, 1 Thessalonians 2, 2 Thessalonians 4, 1 Timothy 4, 2 Timothy 5, uh, Titus 4, Philemon 2, Hebrews 8, James 2, Peter, uh, 1 Peter 10, 2 Peter 2, 1 John 0, 2 John 1, 3 John 0, Jude 1, Revelation 2. Why did I list those two? Well, first of all, I wanted to know uh, how many times Ephesians had it compared with the other ones. But then as I was going, my heart was just singing with how exciting it is that this, that everybody, almost everybody's using this. And what's very significant to me is the absence in 1 John of the word grace. But what word do we see instead? Love. And love is, is encapsulated by the uh, the receiving and the conveying of of grace the charisma machine 
is love. When Jesus says, love God, love your neighbor, love your enemy, love one another, this is grace. So it is there. It's just in different words. So let's move on to the times that we see the word grace in Ephesians. Okay, we have Ephesians, Ephesians 1, uh, 2, 6, and 7. So as we usually see, as we usually see uh, in Paul's letters, he introduces grace as one of the first blessings. So we do see that here, Ephesians 1, 2, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him. In love he predestined us for adoption to himself as sons through Jesus Christ, according to the purpose of his will, to the praise of his glorious grace, which he has blessed us in the beloved. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses, according to the riches of his grace, which he lavished upon us in all wisdom and insight, making known to us the mystery of his will, according to his purpose, which he set forth in Christ as a plan for the fullness of time to unite all things in him, things in heaven and things on earth. So we have it three times, a grace to you, the praise of his glorious grace um, and the riches of his grace. Uh, when we come to the other words, um, we may come back to this, uh, to this chapter as well. Then we have Ephesians 2. It is in um, several times. But God, being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved, and raised us up with him, and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, so that in the coming ages he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace in kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing, it is the gift of God not a result of works, so that no one may boast. The essence of Christianity, the essence of salvation by faith alone, through grace alone, is this message here that we are saved by faith through this grace that's coming down and empowering us for salvation, changing us from the inside out. And as it, as it comes in and it changes us out, our actions change, don't they? We become the hands and feet of God. Because do you know what the very next word, word is? For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. His plan for grace is for us to be grace bearers here on earth to carry the grace and to pass it out to people, both in um, loving our enemies, loving our, um, our spouses well, loving our children well, being a witness. Next time we see the word grace, 
is in chapter 3. Surprise, surprise. He's talking about it a lot, isn't he? Chapter 3. I feel like I might have to read the whole book of Ephesians, but okay. For this reason, I, Paul, a prisoner of Christ Jesus, on behalf of you Gentiles, assuming that you have heard of the stewardship of God's grace that was given to me for you, how the mystery was made known to me by revelation, as I have written briefly. When you read this, you can perceive my insight into the mystery of Christ, which was not made known to the sons of men in other generations, as it has now been revealed to his holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit. This mystery is that the Gentiles are fellow heirs, members of the same body, and partakers of the promise of Christ Jesus through the gospel. Of this gospel, I was made a minister according to the gift of God's grace, which was given me by the working of his power. To me, though I am the very least of the saints, of, of all the saints, this grace was given to preach to the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ and to bring to light for everyone what is the plan of the mystery hidden for ages in God who created all things, so that through the church the manifold wisdom of God might be uh, might now be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. So God has um, has a purpose for this, and He is the the lesson is for the rulers in the heavenly places. Um, there's another verse, an interesting verse, I'm sure that you've um, pondered over. <clears throat> says because of the angels, you know, uh, women are to um, honor and respect their husbands, and um, because of the angels is is the verse. So there is an aspect of God's uh, justifying grace through um, through our actions in the presence of of the heavenly places. We have um, Ephesians 4, 7, which says, um, Grace was given to each one of us according to the measure of Christ's gift. And we've been talking about that. Grace is given according to the measure um, so this is in the context of uh, of unity and using our gifts for the benefit of the church. 4.29 Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths, but only such as, as good for building up as fits the occasion, that it may give grace to those who hear. Oh, this is, it's like, repeating over and over this concept that grace is coming into us for the purpose of reaching out. Okay, the last time we see this word charis as the noun in the book of Ephesians is Ephesians 6.24. And it is in the final greeting. He's saying it again. Grace be with all who love our Lord Jesus Christ with love incorruptible. The undying love. Grace to be, be to us because we love Christ 
grace will come. This is a, the machine, the, which is a, a crude way of describing this, this, um, the function of God's grace, isn't it? Okay, so a couple uh, words that we are not going to see in the book of Ephesians, but I wanted to remind everyone about is we have charisma. Um, charisma is the operation of grace, the grace endowment to edify the church. Uh, this is what we call the, the charisma machine, the functioning of the operation of grace or of favor. And we that is not as a word mentioned, but we've seen it as a concept, haven't we? Kairo, which is the verb form of uh, charis, that is not here. Um, as a verb form, the verb form kairo means favorably disposed, leaning toward, as as a verb to lean toward, um, properly to delight in God's grace, to rejoice. So generally, it's translated as to be glad, to rejoice, but it's experiencing God's grace and to be consciously glad for His favor. Kara is the noun form of that. So, so the noun form of, of rejoicing is joy. And we see it as um, properly the awareness of God's grace, um, grace recognized as a noun. Sunkairo. And this is rejoicing together with others. I like that one. Rejoicing uh, sharing God's grace with another person so that both rejoice together is what. Um, and a lot of these uh, trans, uh, definitions and things I'm getting from Bible Hub. So take a look at Bible Hub anytime or even as we are studying this on the podcast. And then the other, um, the, the other two are now mentioned. So we're going to talk about Eucharisteo and Kiritsomai. I'm going to take a sip of my coffee, which is getting cold here in this um, in this portable podcasting studio. It has begun to rain. The sun is coming up. All right, we have Eucharisteo. Do you know that is the word for Eucharist? And we saw it when Jesus lifted the bread and gave thanks. And that's what it means. It is to thank, to give thanks, but it has right in the heart of it, charis. And why is the word charis in the heart of it? Because we're giving grace back to God. I do want to point out that we're talking about the language of Greek. And we're, we're talking about how the word grace was functional in the Greek language. And I'm going to do some uh, specific research about this because I want to, to bring as much information as I can uh, next time about, or next time when we're in the New Testament um, because the graces, the graces were actually a god in the Greek um, pantheon. But what God did <laughs> with the Greek language, is he put it in there, and then he used it for his glory. So it's kind of like using the Roman roads. He used the 
Greek language to teach us about grace. Because now um, the, the Greek use of, uh, the, the use of Greek in the New Testament was a specifically chosen language to convey to us these special um, ideas. And Paul being fluent in Greek was able to convey, we see a lot of it right here in, in um, Paul is speaking Greek and the New Testament was written in Koine Greek. So God is using the Greek to um, explain some things to us. And the fact that charis is right here in the middle of eucharisteo uh, is telling us to be received, that we give thanks, that we receive with thanks, that grace is in the middle of that. But if you, if you break this word eucharisteo apart, you means good, charis is grace, and eo is the verb form, right? So good grace. Eucharisteo. And so when we say grace, uh, if you go back to the very first episode, why are we doing this podcast? One of the questions I was like, how is grace, you know, dancing, you know, people, dancers dance with grace and we say grace at the table and then we say the grace of God through Christ. And so the, the definition for, for saying grace is when we sit down for a meal, we hold up, Christ held up the bread and gave thanks, right? We, we, we hold our hearts up to the Lord and we say, thank you for giving this food to us. This is good grace that you've given us. And the word grace can be given to God. We saw that in some of the other um, episodes to give to God. We give back to God. Um, we acknowledge that God's grace works well. Good grace. And that's the Eucharist, right? Christ lifted the bread, gave thanks. This is my body broken for you. That is the essence of God's grace. He gave, he leaned toward his people. He gave them what they needed. So, we have two times the word uh, eucharisteo is in um, Ephesians. We have Ephesians 1.16. I like this one. I do not cease to give thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. That's right at the beginning of Ephesians. I do not cease to give thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. Um, this reminds me of the role of the church in God's grace, uh, the role of being a member of God's church, being a functioning person in God's church, in the church of God, the fellowship of believers, you give thanks for each other because you are, you are conveying that grace to each other in your interactions and you're listening and you're praying for each other. Church is not only about hearing, it's about participating in this grace, uh, giving of grace to each other. And Paul, who is this fountain of wisdom, he is um, God's, God's apostle, uh, forth telling the, or as a prophet, he is, he's speaking forth the word of God, and he gives thanks for these people. 
because they are they are a blessing to him and he remembers them in his prayers repeat sending the grace and sending prayers up for them for their grace we have here also ephesians 5 20 speak to one another with psalms hymns and spiritual songs sing and make music in your hearts to the lord always giving thanks uh, giving thanks always and for everything to god the father in the name of our lord jesus christ giving thanks always so we speak to one another with psalms hymns and spiritual songs do you see grace in there you see this this functioning of grace we're sending out the the thankful joy um, of god's favor Right, we're sending that to other people through our psalms, hymns, and speak, spiritual songs, singing and making music in your hearts to the Lord, giving thanks always for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. <clears throat> giving thanks always, Eucharisteo, being thankful always. Okay, and our final word, charizomai. That sounds like a, um, that sounds that sounds like a fun word, charizomai. This is a verb. Uh, the the omai oh ending is a verb, and this is specifically um, related to forgiveness. It has to do with. Um, uh, well, favor that cancels. It's used of God giving grace to pardon. It's freely done, not because of merit or because one deserves it. It literally means exercising grace, freely showing favor. And so this kind of favor is the one that is from the New Testament. Can favor, if it be your favor if i find favor in your sight that's the one we see all the time in the old testament if i found favor in your sight and they used it for please and in the old testament we see that it's space between please and thank you requiring or or requesting some sort of a a, a favor now what is favor favor is leaning toward right like you want now forget about the whole party favor thing favor is when somebody's heart leans toward you and gives giving is a part of favor in this case the favor is about forgiveness freely giving favor to grant forgiveness or pardon extending favor where there is an offense okay so the verse we have it's twice in this verse this word is two times in the book of Ephesians, and it's both in this verse. When I was a girl, I was at a church, and I somebody would always ask, what's your favorite verse? Well, when you're, I don't know, eight, you don't know the whole Bible. How do you know what's your favorite verse? I didn't really have a favorite verse because I loved the Bible, but how am I supposed to have a favorite verse? And then I came across this verse, and I said, I like that verse. That's a good favorite verse. Ephesians 4.32. Do you know it? Have you memorized it? 
Be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, as God in Christ forgave you. So we see it, forgiving one another, and Christ forgave you. There we see it two times. But inside of this verse, we have, be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another. And why or how? As God in Christ forgave you, the soft-heartedness, tender-hearted, the leaning toward, the kindness, um, the forgiving, that's part of that. As God in Christ forgave you, we are, come, God's grace comes down and we spread it out. So, I still think that this is a very good verse for me to think on more. I think the older we get, the more we forget uh, just simple things like be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. So that, let that be um, encouragement to you all today. It is um, good to be back. I hope to be able to um, do another episode uh, in about uh, a week to 10 days. And until then, uh, I did want to say, apparently people, listeners are a little shy of sending messages. I do get messages every so often, but send me a note. I don't have to share it or I can share it if you say you want me to share it, but um, send me a note to let me know uh, what you think about Grace. But what I really need is if you could uh, click on to uh, iTunes or Spotify, wherever you're listening, just write a review. Just say, I like this, if you like it. <laughs> if you don't like it, why would you be listening today? <laughs> so, why don't you um, put a review there, and I will be blessed, and other people can find this podcast and learn with us. Um, we're probably about halfway through the Bible here, and they can learn with us the grace and mercy in the Bible. All right, friends, let's pray. Thank you, Lord, for mornings and for rain and for um, people who extend grace to us. And thank you for your word that you've given us as a, as a guide and a, a power uh, to um, live this difficult life that we have ahead of us and around us. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for giving Christ to us and for forgiving us and leaning toward us and caring about us. As you remind us of what you've done, I pray that you would give us likewise the power to be kind, tender-hearted, forgiving other people, that we would um, convey your grace to this, um, this world and to our friends who know you at church and around and friends who don't know you, use us in bringing um, your uh, grace to them. And bless everyone who's listening. I pray that they will be um, touched today and will grow in depth and uh, appreciation of you and your, your great kindness to us in Christ Jesus pray this in Jesus name. Amen. Thank you for listening to Grace and Mercy podcast. 
with author Darlene Bojack. This has been episode 27 um, of season three. You can find the show notes for this episode, including links to everything we talked about at graceandmercypodcast.com. And I wanted to remind you again, if you want to find out about my, uh, my fiction work, you can uh, take a look at darlenenbojek.com. And those will also be um, linked on the show notes page. All right, friends, you have a great day. Good to see you guys. Looking forward to hearing from you guys. Okay, take care. Bye-bye.